Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we continue our series discussing the teachings of Jesus Christ. And this is an important one. Today's message, he couldn't have been more clear, and yet it's often one we don't hear a lot about, and maybe some of us wish he hadn't really said. Are you ready? Here we go. Jesus said, and he was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. What does he mean by this? He must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. This is what it means to be a true follower of Jesus Christ, a learner of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus. We're required to walk the same road he walked. What did he do? He was in the glories of heaven. He was sharing, he was on the throne with his father, and yet he did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped onto, it says in Philippians 2. But he emptied himself, or he laid aside his privileges, and he took the form of a bondservant. He came to earth as a human being to step down from being in the very throne of God, the second person of the Trinity, and to take on human flesh. My goodness, if he had come and lived as a king, that would have been the that would have been an infinite step down from where he was to where he came. If he had come and lived as the wealthiest, most comfortable life ever, it still would have been an infinite step down from being in the very throne of God to now being living on earth. But he did more than come. He, he, he humbled himself and he lowered himself more than just coming to earth as a king. It says he came as a servant. And indeed, the Messiah the king, is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, but he came and he served. He put others first. He did it for the sake of others. And then, of course, we know ultimately his cross was a real one. His cross was not just a, a dying to self on day-to-day basis, but his cross was the physical cross in Golgotha, where he was nailed there, where he suffered there for our sins, and literally, literally died on the cross. But what's he talking about with us? Is he talking about we've got to literally die? Well, maybe for some people that's been the cost of following Christ. For some people in some parts of the world, following Christ has meant they must be willing to die physically. They must be willing to lose their life physically to follow him. And that has been the cost of many Christians now for 2,000 years. We, in our time here, most of us, I know people come here from around the world, but most of, around, most of us today in the United States, where our largest audience is from, we don't really fear have to fear physical death. But we too need to take up our cross. We too need to walk this path of suffering and following Christ, of denying myself and taking my cross. Why is this? Well, it's because Jesus promises us a new life, but you can't have the new life if you're holding on to the old life. If you really want this new victorious life Jesus promises, 
you've got to let go of the old life. If you want the new life that's about him, you got to let go of the old life that was all about you. And I think this is what he means when he says you must deny yourself and you must take up your cross. The cross was a place where you die. And so for those of us who may not die physically along the because we follow Christ, which again is hasn't happened in the United States in quite some time that I'm aware of. But it, we are required to 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 uh, deny ourselves and in so many ways we have to take up our cross and deny our old life, deny the flesh, deny what maybe some of our the feelings and desires and lust of the of the old nature of the old man have. So what are some of those things? Well, we might desire to put ourselves first all the time. We might desire to be the center of attention. We might desire to to um, uh, to to hold on to a grudge and have revenge. We might desire to hate our enemies rather than love them and pray for them. We might desire to get even with somebody. We might desire to just be putting ourselves first and foremost about living. It's all about who's number one, correct? That's what it means to deny self and take up our cross is we no longer see ourselves as number one. We see ourselves as a servant. We see ourselves in delighting in the success of others. We see ourselves as being here to treat others well, to love God, to love our neighbors, ourselves, and to love our fellow believers as Christ loved us. This takes dying to self. This takes putting other, honoring others, giving preference to others above yourself. Sometimes this takes, you know, if we're going to do this, sometimes it's not comfortable. Sometimes it requires just plain old suffering. Because the, the old man wants to keep living. The old man wants to have his way. The old man wants to, to exert himself. The old man wants to be proud. The old man wants to be number one. And Jesus says to dethrone the old man practically in day-by-day experience, well, it's like, it's like being nailed to the cross. Paul uses this language in the book of Galatians. He says, we've crucified the old man. We've crucified the flesh with its lust and desires. He says in, in Galatians chapter 5, I believe about verse 20, 21, 23, right around there, at the end of the chapter, we've crucified the old man. We've crucified the flesh because now we're following Christ. And can I just be honest? That's not easy. That's painful. That, that hurts many, many times to crucify the flesh. But we must understand that's where life is to be found. Look at what Jesus said here. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. Wow. This is the promise of the Son of God. This is the, this, these, this is the rule set down by the Messiah. This is not Tom Short saying this, although I'm repeating only what Jesus said. This is Holy Scripture. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. Do you want your life to be all about yourself? Do you want your life to be about you being number one? Do you want to always get your way? Do you want to always be the one who's happy? Do you want to always demand what you want to have? Do you never want to yield, never want to put others first? 
If that's the way you want to live, you're going to lose your life. But if you lose your life for Christ's sake, always putting him first, doing what he says, you say, Jesus, that this isn't easy what you're calling me to do. Well, okay, fine. He's first. He's the Lord. You're not. That's the, that's the point. We, we follow where he leads us. We do what he says. We don't fear men because he tells us not to. We forgive because he tells us to. We pray for our persecutors because he tells us to. We, we, we have boldness and courage because he tells us to. We live as he says to live. We do this for him. We, we lose our life, our old man, putting ourselves first. We do that for his sake. That's the one who will save your life. That's the one who will find it. When I was a new Christian, just learning these principles, we read a book, most of us read a book called Calvary Road by Roy Hessian. If you're wanting to know more and more about this principle of taking up your cross, denying yourself, Calvary Road is a book about personal revival, about personally dying to self, personally taking up your cross. Uh, I don't know if it's still in print, but I know you can get the PDF versions online for free. It's well worth your read. It's well worth the read. It's a humbling book. It's a convicting book. It's a challenging book. It's a short little book, not long, but it will challenge you to a level of godliness, a level of seeking God, a level of humility, a level of brokenness of your sin and self-life, maybe more, more than any of us. It was a very challenging book. And I appreciate that book, and I, I love that book. and had such an influence on my life. And it was so encouraging during times of, it, it motivated me to really want to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper with God. I want to encourage you to read it as well. Jesus also spoke of this in another time. And look at this. Some men had come and they'd, they'd said, that this was during the Passion Week, Jesus' last week alive on earth. And they came, they were Greek men, and they came and they said, we want to see Jesus. Jesus said, now it's time for the Son of Man to be glorified. And he says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it. He who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. He was talking first and foremost about himself. He was about to go to the cross. He was about to die. And he was speaking of himself. Within days, he was going to be hanging on that cross. And he's saying that he realized with himself he was like a grain of wheat. Unless if that grain of wheat, a little tiny grain of wheat, you know, refused to go into the earth, refused to die, well, you could stay that little grain of wheat. But if you go into the earth and that grain of wheat somehow it dies, it's not there anymore. But what's in its place? Well, a big uh, stalk or big uh, of wheat now with thousands of grains on it. Or I think of corn, you know, you go drive by a cornfield and each one of those big stalks with corn that some grow 10 feet tall, each of them was once a little tiny seed. You plant it in the earth, it's in the dirt. All it gets, it draws nourishment now, it draws uh, water, but it had to die first. The, the seed's not there anymore. The seed is gone. What's in its place? This giant stalk. My friend, that's what Jesus says of us. That's what he was saying of himself, first of all. He was going to die, he was going to die, but he was going to bear much fruit. But it wasn't just for him. 
he goes on and he, he says, if you, lose, if you love your life, you're going to lose it. Oh my goodness, we've got to realize, is this why we don't have more power in our Christian lives? Is this why our churches are not more powerful? Because we have, we, we've lost this side of, the, uh, of the, the cross, taking up our cross. Often we talk today, and I talk often, I'm, I'm going to be straightforward, about the victorious life, the crown, the, the life of overcoming. And this is what I believe God wants us to have. But the cross comes first. You can't have the new life until you've lost the old life. You can't live the power of God in you now until you've died to self in the past. I might add with Calvary Road, I wish it was, again, I've not read it in many years, but my recollection, it's focused on the cross. And and I want to say that that cross life, we have it daily, we live it all our life, but we also begin to experience the joy on this earth now of the victory Christ gives us. And that's one thing I want us to know, because look at what Jesus said. If you love your life, you lose it. If you lose your, he who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. Now look here, Jesus was speaking. He was going to go to the cross, but he says, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Did you pick up on that? Those are the words of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the eternal judge, the one before who we will one day stand. If anyone, that's you, that's me, that's anyone, doesn't matter your past, doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter if you've failed. If anyone serves Jesus, the Father will honor him. I believe that relates to life here on earth. I believe it especially relates to life in eternity. God will favor you. God will bless you. God the Father will pour out grace upon you. This is the supernatural life. This is the life we want to live. This is the life of victory, that we are being honored by God. The power of God is in our life. The grace of God is abundant upon us. The victory of God is there. It, how does it come? It comes as we die to self and follow Jesus. And then we live a new life. Then we live the life we were intended to live. Then we begin to experience what we were born for, what God wanted us to have before, before sin ruined everything. What an awesome thing. Just imagine if God would honor you. Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to do what it takes to have the, the power of God, the blessing of God in your life? I hope so. I've shared before, I think, here, but I'll share quickly again. Years ago, it was probably about 1976, I was discouraged in my Christian life. It just seemed like the, 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 the trials were upon me. I look back now, and I realize that, that, that I had prayed, God, I want to die to self and live to you, and God was answering that prayer. And God was humbling me, and God was breaking me of my pride and my self-life and and and. I'd said I wanted to take up my cross, and God had taken me seriously. And one thing after another, and it was just seeming so hard, so tough, and, um, and, and bearing my cross. And I remember I, I was living in a guy's house a few miles, eight miles away from my mom's house. I went home one afternoon. She, she worked, so the house was empty, and there was mail there for me. It had come from jo, uh, George Verwer of Operation Mobilization. It was his newsletter. I can't remember what he wrote. I can't remember anything he said in there except he signed it, George Verwer, 
John 12, 24 through 26. I looked up this verse about dying to self, being a grain of wheat. That's what I was experiencing. Like I'm falling into the earth and dying to my ambitions, my desires, what I was living for. It just, my getting my way, it seemed like I was dying, dying, dying. And then I got to this verse, if anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. I broke down in tears. I said, Lord, that's what I want. No matter what it takes, that's what I want. I want with my life to live in such a way that you would honor me. And that's and there's a cost to that, my friends. You can have that. That's not just for special people. That's for every one of us. You can have that. I can have that. But there's a price to pay. We got to fall on the earth and die. And when we do, we will experience true life that comes from Jesus. Now, when you begin to experience that, that's up to him. That dying process might be longer than you think. You might say, okay, I'll die tomorrow. This is the blessing. I'll die today as the blessing tomorrow. It might take longer than that. But let me, let me tell you, Jesus promises it will come. If you're not experiencing yet, maybe there's more death to self that God is working in your life. If you're not experiencing that joy, victory, and abundance, maybe God is working more to, to bring you down. And he'll always do this because the self-life isn't fully mortified till we get to eternity, till we, till we are raptured. This is happening, okay? Do you understand the principle? The crown comes, but the cross comes first. Father in heaven, we bless you today. And we thank you for your holy word. And we thank you for your ways. And we thank you for how you want to bless us. And I just pray, Lord, for each one of us here, that we would be people who our self-life gets out of the way of your blessing. You want to bless us. You want to favor us. You want to honor us. You want, to, you want us to bear much fruit to your glory. But first, we must deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow you. Help each of us know what this looks like in our own life. Help each of us know how to die to self. Help each of us experience this, we pray, so that we might experience the wonderful, abundant life that you call us to. And I thank you. It's there, and I pray we'd grasp it. And Father, if we are experiencing it, I pray we'd we'd be filled with joy. Remember what it is you delivered us from. I want to thank you personally. You've delivered me from a life that's just all about satisfying myself and getting, getting, getting. I know, Lord, I could have lived that. I could have so easily gone that route in life. And I know I would have lost my life, lost my soul. And I thank you. Instead, you called me to follow Jesus and put you first. And I pray we'd continue to do it day by day by day, even this day. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Wow. This is the path to life. Don't pass it up. Don't miss it. I'm glad you're with me today. If you're new today, a special welcome. We come here every day to talk about the Bible and God's plan for life. It's so different. It's a whole different paradigm from what the world tells us and often a different paradigm from what we're hearing in many churches. And so I pray you'll join me day by day by day as we get into the Word of God. We talk about what it takes to really live for God, to be wise, to be filled with grace, filled with power, filled with wisdom, filled with knowledge, filled with the truth of God and the grace of God. This is why we get in the Word of God every day, because we don't want just want that once a week. And we don't want it in a small measure. We want to be filled with 
God and His power and grace. Amen. Thanks for joining with me. I hope you're new. You'll subscribe and join us regularly. Set a time to come and be a part of this this fellowship and uh, Bible study. God bless you. I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.